0: Hi, this is Susie McGrath. I pay Tam Ryvor in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. right hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host Doug Brooks and this is the first episode where we'll be doing book reviews for Star Wars The High Republic. Uh, I've talked about it before we are in the midst of the next era of storytelling uh, 200 years before the Skywalker saga with the adventures in the High Republic. So many materials to get to uh, that have already been released. But I'm, this episode will start us off with uh, the novel Light of the Jedi by Charles Sewell. And uh, also touch on a couple of sh- um, shorter stories that tie into it. Uh, but this is, even though you can get started with any of the books that have been released so far, or the comics, uh, this book is the primer uh, for what's to come great introduction to the Jedi of the era, era, the Nihil, the villains of the era. Um, This this is really where you want to start because it makes the the ensuing stories easier to jump into. Uh, But that's been one of the great things about everything so far. Uh, It's so detailed, it just kind of wraps you up. almost like a blanket in this era and you can kind of just lose yourself in it Uh, no preconceived thoughts about it yes yoda's uh, makes appearances in the stories but yeah it's not the characters we've known before so you don't have to think about oh what's so-and-so doing at this point in time it's none of that it's just brand new storytelling and gets us off with a great adventure and Uh, this is a spoiler review i'm assuming you've read or listened to the book Um, so i will not go through it step by step Uh, it's more of a spoiler overview of what i thought was important about it uh, where it's leading us and then i will do that for the other books uh, that have recently come out and try to get these out every now and then give people time to have absorbed them Uh, so, uh, let's just get into it. Uh, Obviously it starts off with the great disaster, uh, this thing they've teased for so long, uh, something's going wrong with hyperspace and I have to say it kind of went against my preconceived notions of what this was going to be. I thought it was more like a natural disaster that shut down hyperspace, uh, that's, kind of what I thought they were leading it into, but it, it's not that, and that's good. I still like what we got, but um, it's not exactly what I expected. You know, as we find out later in the book, it was caused by On Rowe and the Hill by putting the ship in harm, in harm's way in the hyperspace lane. But, you know, when we get first get the story and the legacy run, is about to collide with this object you're like oh okay this is a little different then yeah just the the tense tragedy of um had a cassette trying to avoid the collision doing so but the ship just breaks apart and that's when we get the real threat the emergences with all these fragments of the ship um, coming out of hyperspace in various areas and of different levels of lethality. And plus, you know, you just assume when you're reading the beginning of the book, yes, she was trying to close the uh, other compartment doors and save people, but you don't know. You just assume that it broke apart and everybody died. You know, that's not the case later on. And the fact you know they' it's still intact enough to, to where they can find the flight recorder and all that it, you know, just adds to the the tension and the mystery throughout the book. And also that there's no natural shutdown of hyperspace that, as we find out, um, uh, Chancellor Lena So orders them shut down until they can figure out what's going on, so that there's no further, No further collisions, or you know, until they can figure out what's going on, and and the mystery of you know trying to figure out what's going on—that it's part of the fun of the book. Um, uh, Charles, you know, keeps us guessing throughout, and um, that's one of the strengths of it. Um, I mean, yeah, it's an an adult novel, so it's um, you know quite long. And I listened to the audiobook. You know, so sometimes you can speed those up without it being incomprehensible. Uh, it was still about a 16 hour book. So, you know, plenty of detail and everything to go into. Um, all right. So, the great disaster has occurred. The emergencies are happening. Uh, you know, first of all, we start off on Hetzal Prime, in that system where a good chunk of the debris is coming. And this is where we get, you know, get to see the, or hear about, read, it, read about the Jedi of this era in full force, no pun intended. Uh, you know, it's a great way to introduce all the, all the new characters, even though, you know, some of them don't make it very long. I don't survive the book, uh, but you just get a feel for what the dynamics are with Masters and Padawans and how they, you know, work with each other. You know, so far in in the new canon, you know, we've only gotten how they cooperated during the Clone Wars, and that was a much, you a know, much more tense situation that took them out of their comfort zone and led to their downfall. A little bit of it in, um, well, Claudia Gray's book, Master and Apprentice, about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, you know, stuff we saw in Phantom Menace, that shows you, you know, kind of day in the life of the Jedi, and we get more of that here when we see them dealing with things that aren't, like, galactic war uh i mean just so many great jedi to follow in the story and uh, all throughout the books i I could just sit here and list off all the all the characters i really liked Um, i'm not gonna do that um because I could probably just list all of them. Um, but of course, Avar Chris, um, who uh, becomes uh, the marshal of Starlight Beacon by the end of the book, you know, she, she's going to be a major player in this. Um, Elzar man, you know, they have a neat little side trip to Nebu, which is cool. Um, that pretty, I'm guessing it's the same uh, lake house as in attack of the clones. That was kind of the, uh, you know, the reference there. and uh stealing geos is in it a little bit but um and of course bariaga the wookie uh, you know he he, he's not in it you know as much as you would expect but just the fact that he figures out through the force that there are people inside the wreckage and that they can't just be blasting this to bits to Keep it from obliterating what's in its path. Then they actually have to save fragments of the ship. Uh, and that just takes it up a notch. And uh, now it's a good point to also talk about the Great Jedi Rescue by Kevin Scott, which is a like a, a I mean it's basically a preschool book. Um, I, I recommend you pick this up. Uh, it's you know full color visual. Um, it gives you i mean they've done so much good work with the art and the comic books and uh, those videos that they're doing uh, the little snippets that starwars.com is releasing Uh, but yes i definitely pick up great jedi rescue uh it it basically summarizes the the first act of the book uh, up to uh saving hetzal prime Uh, but Barriaga takes the lead in this story you know because it's more kid-friendly and you know they like the wookies now that's one thing that interested my son little han when he's he'll be joining me on especially when we do the comic book episodes i want to have his input on that um but he liked um yeah you know, at least getting a visual clue and he looked at the cover he's like oh chewbacca's a jedi i was like no uh, this is biraka and so he gets to get used to the, the new era from a kid's perspective and, and plus just the visual reference, like there's the sticker book. So you get to see the characters even better. Um, Passall Prime itself is really beautiful. Um, I think I'd already seen this book before I started listening. So I kind of developed it in my mind, but um, you know, it's very mountainous. Kind of, kind of made me think of like Northwest uh, United States. Uh, at least the uh, part of the planet they were on. Uh, so, yeah, like I say, it's just a, a kids, uh, retelling for kids of the great disaster and the saving of the Hetzel system. Uh, it's nothing beyond that, but uh, it's for the price, it's definitely worth adding it to your library just for visual reference and for the kids to enjoy. So, you know, there'll be plenty more from Kevin Scott. Uh, you know he's actually doing the follow-up adult novel to this one. So, and um, I'll also go ahead and mention uh, if you're not, you should be subscribing to Star Wars Insider. Uh, they're going to be doing uh, High Republic related short stories each month. Um, the first two are already out. They're issues 199 and 200. Uh, it's basically an epilogue and a prologue to The Light of the Jedi. Uh, Charles Sewell also re- wrote those, and it's called Starlight uh, Go Together. And it tells you more about Joss and Pika Adrin, who um, pilot one of the long beams in the in the book, and come up with a plan to like snatch uh, one of the compartments so they can save the people, uh, since they don't have tractor beam. But it shows them as... Uh, I won't give too much away in case you haven't read these, um, but it shows them on Starlight Beacon as uh, doing engineering work there before the great disaster happened, and then um, yeah, the epilogue is shows um, kind of goes back and talks about like how ingenious they were, uh, the way they were helping uh, the Jedi and the Republic in the novel. So, and there's gonna be more every month. So, definitely worth it to get the insider as well. Keep, add it to your high republic library, like I've done. Uh, so, you know, we get to the end of the first act, and all the Jedi coming together to push that one container of Tabana gas away from the the star, so that it doesn't destroy the whole system uh, that's just an amazing moment. Uh, play, you know, the audiobook uh, portrays it well, but for the Jedi to come together at in mass like that is something we really haven't seen in new Canon, at least. Um, I admittedly haven't read old Republic stuff, so I don't know if that's a common thing, but you know, for Avar Chris to, um, Have uh, where she interprets the Force or hears it as a song. I like that. And that each Jedi kind of has their own way of feeling the Force. Uh, But for all of them to come together and concentrate their efforts to locate the the compartment in space and then divert it, uh, just an amazing scene. And uh, done really well. And so, you know, once we get past that, we get more about the Nihil and how they operate. You know, they were presented to us as um, Vikings and you know savages who don't play by the rules, uh, which is true. But they all, uh, you know, because as we find out, on Rowe has abducted um, Mari Santeca and is using her to create like the, their own hyperspace lanes and. As we find out, that's why you know he created the legacy, run disasters uh, to get this whole thing started. Which was kind of my suspicion from the beginning that the Nihil would be responsible for everything that happened. Although I thought it was more of a natural disaster thing. But yeah, so yeah, we find out by the end of the book that it's confirmed that he's behind everything to get at the Jedi for something yet to be found out uh, in his past. But, you know, the the, the Nihil itself has a really good structure to it. Like, um, the way it was laid out to us with their different groups and, you know, leading up to the Tempest Runners and the Eye of the Nihil. And, you know, it's all been a plan for Markeon Rowe to take full control so that he can get his revenge. And it's just going to make them even more of a threat as we go on. Uh, You know, I loved the... The Great Hall, um, you know, makes you think back to the Viking Halls. Um, so it, it really has that whole vibe going. <coughs> Excuse me. Um so, you know, I won't go too much in the Nihil right now. Um obviously they're introduced greatly and will play a major role. Um I'll kind of wrap it up I'm talking about um, some of the Jedi we see. You know, Molly is not in a, a whole bunch. Uh, you know, she gets killed in the same battle where Skier loses his arm. Uh, but her death, without giving anything away, re- more than anyone else's, affects other stories we've gotten in this first wave. Um, so it's just not... You know, kind of a throwaway death. Hers loss does have ramifications, um, which is interesting. Um, you know, big focus is on Loden, Great Storm, and Bel um, They have their neat adventures, um, especially when we found out that Alfrona was a trap because on Ro knew there was a um, Jedi outpost there, and the kidnapping was just a ruse. Um, but you know, it was neat. Uh, Bell's learning to do the, trust the force when falling a great distance. And he has to use that ability later on to just save one of the uh, kidnapped children. Um, but Loden, you know, he's captured by the end of the book. So he's going to play a major part. Um, yeah. you know, Markeon has his lightsaber now. Uh, I, I don't want to, uh, don't want to give anything away, but looks like there's is isn't a use for that later on in the comic books, uh, and just in the preview uh, covers we've been shown. Um, and, of course, there's references to other Jedi that are in the other books, like uh, Vern, Vernestra uh, Rowe, um, who's in Test of Courage, which I'll be reviewing soon. Um, yeah, just... You know, I'm kind of making this short and sweet, but there's just so much introduced in this book that will feed out into the other stories and have already done so. Uh, again, great introduction to the era uh, by Charles Soule. He gave us, you know, he had he had the, the dirty work of presenting the Great Disaster in its, in its details, whereas the other authors can just build on that. But beyond that, you know, he's made us invested in the Jedi. He's made us invested in the Nihil. He's made us invested in the New Republic. or New Re- no, Not the New Republic, the High Republic. Um, you know, we see how So wants the galaxy to be with this era of expansion into the frontier. And we see what Coruscant was like at the time. Uh, we, we get to see the Council at, um, there, too. Clearly, we'll get more with Starlight Beacon. You know, good details about the uh, the station uh, in the Go Together short stories on, in the Insider. Um, but yes, yeah, great introduction that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I would like to revisit it once we've gotten further in, uh, once we're more familiar with the characters and see what maybe little tidbits they left for us that we didn't know at the time. Um, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, uh, so, so far I've just enjoyed everything high Republic related and I'll be reviewing that as well. Um, uh, that's pretty much it for now. Uh, again, uh, it's a great start, uh, to this new era that hopefully will last us several years of enjoyable storytelling. Um, uh, But thank you for listening to this. I appreciate you greatly. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Dakar, R-A-D-I-O-D-Q-A-R. You can find previous episodes of the show, um, TV, movie episode reviews I've done, previous book reviews, uh, several interviews I've done with Star Wars people and other podcasters. Uh, Those are all on most major podcast platforms, Anchor, Uh, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, Overcast. Uh, Until then, uh, for the next edition of New Republic Reviews, may the force be with you.